Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in James chapter 4. In the first 10 verses, there is a contrast between seeking pleasure versus seeking God. Now notice the conflict that results in verses 1 through 3. There's conflict within a person's self. There is conflict as there are wars and fightings from among you, and they comfort desires for pleasure. So there's this hunger for pleasure. Then there's this a conflict with others. Verse 2, you lust and do not have. You murder, covet, cannot obtain. You fight in war. These are conflicts with others. But notice the real sense of conflict is a conflict with, with God. They are adulterers and adulteresses. They are friends with the world and enemies with God. Now, as we think about this, uh, their conflict, let's think about the overall picture of them seeking pleasure. As they're seeking pleasure, uh, verse number one, do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? So because of that, there's no peace. There's fighting in wars, verse number two, but there's no peace. Secondly, there's unanswered prayer. You have not because you don't ask, but you ask and receive because you're asking that you may spend it on your own pleasures. So again, God says, I'm not going to answer that kind of prayer. They have lost their friendship with God. Notice verse 4, they are uh, friends with the world and enemies of God, and they're forfeiting grace. Notice in verse number 6, he gives more grace, therefore God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So we find that they are seeking pleasure. Now we contrast that with those who are seeking God. Notice beginning in verse number seven. And notice all of the imperatives, the commands. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Draw near to God. Repent. Humble yourself. So we get this this picture of submission. Line up under God's authority. Resist the devil. There's a, that's a military term, to stand against, to oppose. Draw near, verse number eight, and he'll draw near to you. Uh, then there's this picture of repentance. Cleanse your hands, sinners. Lament and mourn and weep in verse number nine. There's that picture of repentance. I'm changing my heart and my attitude and turning to God. And then verse number 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Now, it's interesting as you think about when we submit and resist, verse number seven, the devil flees. When we draw near in verse number eight, God draws near to us. When we repent and we humble ourselves, then notice the end of verse number 10, he will lift you up. In verses 11 and 12, there's a warning against criticism and judgment, specifically saying you don't know other people's motives, so you need to be slow to criticize. Who do you think you are to judge someone else? And then in chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, there's a, an, an instructive part about living in God's will. That as we think about God's will and what our plans are, we need to beware of assumption. The person says, look, I'm going to go here and I'm going to spend some time. And, and James says, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? It's a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Don't assume. Then there's this sense of independence. He says, you ought to say if the Lord wills. You're not on your own. This is only if God wills this to happen. But now he says, you boast in your arrogance. There's this sense of pride. I can do life myself. I can live independently. I can be and do what I want to do and brag about it in verse 16. But he says, no, instead, you ought to say, verse number 15, if the Lord wills. So the challenge is for us to seek the Lord's will. 
We seek that through the scripture to embrace God's will for our life and listen to the Holy Spirit as he leads and then ultimately do it because verse 17, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin.